a martini shaken no! shocking positively shocking well, hello there. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd. If you're joining us on stream, uh, we have Kermit watching us. Oh, he's what is he's, he's, he said? You bastard! Starting right before starting the junior swimming lessons. Oh, it's great that you're <laughs> learning how to swim, Kermit. Um, joining, me, <laughs> joining me on this week's episode, of course, we have Fuzzy Dan in uh, hello tropical paradise. Yes, yes, that's right. I'm on holiday, even though there's no holidays to be. Um, and a man who's wearing basically what appears to be a brand new shirt. He's, of course, one of the originators of Shaken Not Nerd. It is Ian the Huge Footlong Johnson. Thank you. I've decided to return under strict contract conditions for a million dollars an hour. Um, <laughs> and you didn't talk about my beautiful background. I am here with my favourite grunge band, Blur. Oh, God. Uh, I remember why we, we fired him in the first place. Uh, <laughs> fine. Um, I think you'll find him in the contract. <laughs> but uh, how are you, Ian? It's been a hot minute since you've uh, been on. It has. It's been a little while now. Mm. And I'm disappointed to hear that I'm not mentioned more than I really should be. But, yes. you know, I'm surviving. I'm, I'm still alive. People are wondering, now that I live in Dandenong, is he alive? Has he been stabbed yet? Um, the answers are all easy, yes. <laughs> with, every stabbing, with, every, with every stabbing, he gets stronger. <laughs> we'll cure him as soon as we figure out the cure to 17 stab wounds in the back. Well, we're up to 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have you back on, Ian. He's wearing his, uh, for those playing the home game. Uh, uh, it's too early for this level of shit puns, Kermit says. Well, you know what? It's never too early. Get in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> shut up and get in the pool. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's just mad because we're sick freestylers. Swimming? It's a swimming joke? No. Oh, you better back <laughs> away from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more of a breaststroke guy. Uh, more of a doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> Doggy paddling, doggy paddling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that old school episode of, of was it South Park? Co- Eric, come over here. I only know how to do a doggy style. That's doggy paddle, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's been a, a couple of bits of news um, that we're going to go through. Mike Myers would like to come back and make Austin Powers four. Um, don't know if that's a good idea. I bet he would like some money. Yeah, I bet he would. <laughs> um, Gold member was what 2003, 2002, so it's been shit nearly 20 years since Austin Powers. Yeah, that's a long time. He's yeah, he's too old to do something like that. I think he needs too to... old to begin a sequel. Yeah, well, do something different where it's okay to be old. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, fuzzy, didn't want to talk about him, but speaking of the news part, though, there was a, like a Dr. Evil Super Bowl commercial for. Some fucking thing. Can't remember what it was for. But it's Dr. Evil there, and he's got number two, but number two isn't played by the original actor. It's played by the guy from Parks and Rec, the young number two. Uh, yeah. That actor. Yeah. Uh, he's still got Frau, and he's got um, Scotty. But, you know, when you've got Seth Green, who's supposed to be, like, the teenager from the series, and he has <laughs> greys in his beard, you're like, okay, he's too old. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's... I'm another man. <laughs> it's been far too long since the uh, the last Austin Powers movie, and yeah, I... I just, they were diminishing returns. Every time they released a new movie, it was slightly this worse. The second than one, one was it. pretty fucking good. It's slightly worse than the first one, though. Like, it's just that it was diminishing returns. It started good and then it just went down and down and down. Know. Now it's Heather been Graham. 20 years. Heather Graham, bro. Heather Graham, you know. Yeah. Can't see it because of the blurs, but. <laughs> say your prayers, Powers! <laughs> <laughs> and second one, Unabrow. Second one, when they buy Starbucks. Second one. Is yeah. Unibrow the second one? Yeah. Yeah. No, Unibrow's the first one. No, no, first one's random task. What about Fat Bastard? Uh, I mean, yeah, come on. Right. Yeah. He's fantastic. What's wrong with Fat Bastard? What is wrong with Fat Bastard? <sighs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Um, anyways. Still on the uh, on the news topic, there was a trailer, uh, a little sort of teasery thing for all the the films that DC are releasing this year. Um, to have you know, DC is setting out its biggest year by releasing four films in one year. Wow! Um, <clears throat> with that, we have <laughs> whoa! Wow. Marvel's like what? It's two thousand eight. on, guys. That's a that's a lot for you to handle. You didn't release four in the last four fucking years, so four yeah. in one year, slow your roll. What was the last <laughs> DC film we had? Oh, exactly. Wonder Woman. Snyder Cut. Wonder Woman. Oh, really? That was like the start of last year. No, it was the start of... That was, was the start, start of last of... year? No, it might be Yeah. Good Lord. Anyways, we got four films this year. Of course, we have Bat- The Batman, uh, which of course comes out very, very soon. Um, and some of us are very excited for that. We then also have... <laughs> All ten hours of it. <laughs> yep. We have Black Adam, then The Flash, and then Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. And this little sort of teasery thing to get everyone excited because DC are now making movies again. Um, shows little snippets of each film without necessarily much context to spoil the film. Um, of course, we get a little bit of Flash and we see his new suit as well as like looks like he's about to go for a run, as Flash does. But he has like a little visor that comes in front of his eyes so he doesn't get bugs in his eyes. Um, whoop-dee-dee. Little windscreen wipers. <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, some more scenes, well, more, you know, iconic shots from the Batman of, you know, explosions and the Batmobile, stuff like that. Uh, we get Aquaman standing on top of a perch in his stealth suit in the middle of the fucking desert. Um, so he's, he, he blends in like an army man standing on the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, as well as we get some more shots of Black Adam that includes Dr. Fate, a.k.a. Pierce Brosnan. And I'm very on board for that. Very excited. Ian said he better say fate, Dr. Fate. It? <laughs> he better. I mean, that's just the easiest nod to squeeze in there. Yeah. there was. A... Not, I can't see Dr. Fate going up and ordering a martini or anything like that. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Like, if you want to sneak in a little a little Bond reference, and don't worry, we'll get the Bond references later. Unless he, like, walks past and, like, barrels and just goes, finger gun. <laughs> I mean, DC's that fucking ham-fisted that they'll probably try and do something like that. Something real Get it! We got a bond! Get it! (laughs) I'm curious if that movie is going to be a DC movie or a The Rock movie. And either way, it's going to be pretty crap. Well, every single movie that The Rock is in is a The Rock movie. So, yep. And uh, he's always sporting the latest in Under Armour fashion. And maybe he'll do a Ryan Reynolds and constantly be drinking tequila in the film. Yeah, well, he did in that shitty Netflix <laughs> fucking thief movie. 
was it tequila or the was red it? notice there was gin red aviation was gin yeah Right, I'm surprised there wasn't. Oh, I did also hear that apparently The Rock's uh, tequila is, he's trying to ramp up for international um, production, so we might eventually get it. I really want to try some. That and his energy drink. I I mean, you're just happy to buy anything The Rock puts out, right? I don't know about that, man. I wish I was wearing the same stuff. Did you know he's going to put out a range of adult toys? It's going to be the Rock Throbbing... um, uh, (laughs) The Throbbing Rock. rock, Can you smell? (laughs) Yes, I can. Uh, Yeah, so we got that. I like... uh, We also got some shots of Hawkman as well, which looks fucking dope. Um, But yeah, Doctor Fate, I'm fucking all on board for that. Speaking of all on board, uh, or speaking of movies that might go for three hours plus, Jurassic World Dominion trailer... Um, this looks like it's going to be like a four-hour movie because there's just so many locations and so many things going it on. It looks like it's going to be very long. Oh, it feels like it's going to be very long. Two hours and eight minutes is the uh, current official runtime. Whether or not that changes, I don't know. But um, mm. what we saw in that trailer, good Lord, how are they going to fit that all in two hours? Yeah. I don't Unless know. it's one of those ones where it's like... Putting stuff in that's not actually in the movie was actually cut out. Like they filmed three hours of a movie and then cut it down to two hours. I hate so that. Though. All when you, when you watch a trailer and it's like, there. oh fuck yeah, the Dilophosaurus is going to be in the film, and then you watch it like, where the fuck was it? Where's Newman? <laughs> well, <laughs> a fuck is going to be asking, where's the Dilophosaurus? <laughs> Dilophosaurus is a fucking cool as shit. No, yeah. no, you don't. Think I mean, I was, cool. I was they pretty just excited spit. when I saw a. They do just spit. Yeah, um, and, then and if you want to see that blinded. movie, there's. <laughs> Go on, Ian. See that no, movie? No. Spit, no, no. <laughs> Finish the trailer. I'm of pretty thought. excited for <laughs> the feathered raptor thing. I don't know yeah. if it was a raptor, but because pretty as, much, yeah, yeah. As as anyone who knows anything about real dinosaurs knows, there are a bunch of dinosaurs that had feathers depending on where they were in the world. So apparently, most of them did. That's yeah. yeah and, apparently, yeah. most of them, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're having to change all their science about what they look like. They tried to add feathers to the raptors in Jurassic Park 3. Remember some of them had like them on the top of their head? Yeah, had like a fucking mohawky thingy. <laughs> I, saw, I saw something on Twitter. It was like after the trailer dropped, someone on Twitter said, I just want a movie of Sam Neill and Laura Dern as their characters just catching up on what's been happening in the past 20 years. And it was the meme of like, it's that one shot of Daniel Radcliffe going, I shit you not, the hat fucking talked. But it was standing all <laughs> over the top saying, I shit you not, the raptor said Alan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, bravo, bravo. Oh, look, I mean, I, this is the biggest thing about this Jurassic World movie, right? Like, you've got the cast of the new Jurassic, from this new Jurassic World series coming back mm. for it. Um, so Chris the Pratt uh, is in there and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, so they're there for some reason. And then you've got the cast from the original movie, like all of them just looking sexy as fuck and like you're telling me i have to care about chris pratt anymore i just make him vanish yeah he's he's irrelevant as long as you've got all these other people in there and if you're gonna call him i think bryce dallas howard's the first one to go she's not as bad as chris pratt though (laughs) i disagree (laughs) uh but Uh, he's mario hello (laughs) But they've got so we've got you know, this old cast coming back in somehow. We've got dinosaurs that have roved across the entirety of the planet. 
um, having played the new uh, Jurassic Park game, video game, it sort of teases at like, you know, basically the entire world is, you know, overrun by dinosaurs now and people are learning to live alongside it. And so that's... So I'm assuming they're going to have some sort of thing because this is supposed to be the last in this trilogy, like where they either kill off all the dinosaurs using special dinosaur DNA. It'll be some stupid, like, super weather event thing they create or some toxic gases they release that only kill and because dna it'll be the james but, bond know, thing yeah, it'll, it's it'll, the dna targeting the trailer also has shots of that girl who was cloned so it'll yeah. be like if we release the thing that kills the dinosaurs it'll also then it'll kill, kill the girl single yeah. clone person that we but we 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 do have BD Wong in here as well, so he's yep. come back Thank as uh, as part of that. Which is we love BD Wong, um, and he will have some sort be of secret weapon. The main to villain, yeah, he is the main villain. He's been the main villain all no, along. He's been like second fiddle, like working in the background. But I want him to be like front of house in this movie. If you're yeah, gonna, but end he's it, like Blofeld he from James Bond. It's been me exactly. all along, Mister Pratt. <laughs> he's just sitting there going, "Yeah, just." That's hello, why Mr. for the Pratt. finale it should be him. Just patting a raptor, Grant. Patting a raptor, yeah. <laughs> I've been expecting. Oh, don't don't get me started on oh little... raptors with fucking laser beams attached to <laughs> their heads. <laughs> Throw me a freaking dinosaur here. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaur bone here. <laughs> Oh fuck me! It's just I'm now picturing that scene from Jurassic Park or Jurassic Evolution Two or whatever the the shit sequel from the the first Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, where the the island explodes, but then you just see the the volcano is just Doctor Evil's little mountain lair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, am I excited for this film? Eh, I'll watch it. I like dinosaurs. I like Jurassic Park, but it, it, it literally yeah, seems gonna like see it's it. going to be way too much movie to like all these different environments they go to. Like we're seeing snow. Mm. That's cool. Like we haven't really seen snow in a Jurassic Park film before. I'm like, cool. But how long are we going to be in the snow? I mean, if you're that excited for snow, mate, watch a fucking snowboarding movie. This is about dinosaurs, all right? I want to see dinosaur DNA. I want to see fucking Dr. Grant in his fucking cowboy hat. Like that's all I need to see. I need to see Fuck everything else. Sunglasses off in awe. What about oh, a pterodactyl yeah. taking out a big plane? Jeff Goldblum with his shirt undone to his belly button? Like, that's he what we need from this movie. barely in this trailer. I think he appears right at the end. Mind but he's him. been, like, in, he was in the last couple, was he? He was, he was, he was in Fallen Kingdom, last and he was narrating the trailer, and his involvement in the film was literally him at the courthouse at the start of the film and at the end of the film. And that is it. That is it. <laughs> yeah. You've got me for half a day at best. Yep. Just go for it. What scenes <laughs> do you need? How much am I getting paid? Because I have to go to Thor 3. Yeah. <laughs> Thor. Uh, yeah, so we have Jurassic World uh, Dominion, which looks like it's going to have diminishing box office returns. Um, I don't know. Haven't they all? <laughs> yeah, I think Jurassic, I, I think Jurassic World. The last really well. one really left a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest. I'm not expecting much from this one. You didn't Maybe like that's a good the, way to go into uh, it. The raptor that can withstand being shot because it has bulletproof skin. And then it follows it just seemed a fucking like laser they had, target. They had this one idea of like this super raptory dinosaur thing on top of a building with a giant moon behind him. And they're like, how do we get to that? Yeah. I really <laughs> like this idea I have in my head. Let's film, let's make a movie around this. What? It's a cool shot. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but everything I've got else. one shot that I need to, all the movie to lead up to. And that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
just like how the first movie was, I've got this idea, right? Chris Pratt in a motorbike, Raptors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do we... Yeah. yeah. But mind you, that, that Jurassic World was okay. It was it was it was kind of cool, and also I can we can never watch that movie again without laughing, especially when he's holding the fucking the chunk of Indominus Rex up to the bloody the Raptor pens oh, yeah. to get the scent. And I turned to Ian when we watched this movie for the first time. Yeah, I've been starving him, singing to them, singing off key. Me me my mo, me mo my me. <laughs> oh man, fucking lost it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have things to talk about this week. Well, of course. Uh, we have Boba Fett to talk Do we about. have to? We have to talk about oh, that. All right. Do we have yeah. to? Fuzzy, we'll get to your film later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not my film. Don't your this film. on me. Your film. <laughs> Don't you put that old evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and a voodoo woman named Phyllis. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about Boba Fett, of course. Uh, what was the last thing I think we talked about with Boba Fett was basically Mandalorian coming in and sort of... It was a Mandalorian episode where we have episode mm-hmm. six and episode seven to talk about, which is a Grogu episode cross Cobb Vanth episode cross a little bit Mandalorian, and then the final episode is an actual Boba Fett episode. Your, your points are duty pies. Haha, <laughs> genius. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I know Metlick is Tom. Um, yeah, so... All right, we got to talk about episode six. It gives us. Uh... We talked about episode six. We've talked about. Did we talk about Cad Bane? Yeah. Oh, all right then. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Duty. You were clearly absent for that last conversation. All I hear is white noise. <laughs> <laughs> all I hear is away from my noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right then. Well, let's talk about the last episode. It is just over an hour or it's just on just yeah like an hour and five minutes or something like that for a finale i was expecting it to be a bit longer so it would actually make up for the lack of boba fett the past two episodes (laughs) (laughs) oh you silly silly man can we all agree that the mando episodes were the best one miscellaneous they were the best episodes but there were some cool boba fett moments i will say there was yeah, just no, the coolest moments of the show were the parts without fucking Boba Fett in it. Nah, I, no, I really, I really like starting off every episode with a half-hour flashback of him walking through the desert with the sand people. <laughs> that was yeah. my favorite part of the first. And him four looking episodes. like a Burns victim, yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 it was really fun teaching yeah. them to ride. Let's shave off his eyebrows, guys! It's gonna be great. <laughs> teaching them to ride scooters like a bantha. <laughs> Look, I will say I previously thought I was really enjoying uh, the the Boba Fett show as in general. I thought it was it was interesting, and I would thought it was going somewhere, and that's probably why I was enjoying it so much because I thought I saw the direction they were going in, and then the Mando comes, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is this other stuff is terrible." It's yeah, just it okay. was the worst, and I mean, there, it, there like, was... and it ended up being nothing in the end. It, like all of the show was nothing except a big fucking tease for Mando season three. Yeah, uh, I think the best way to describe this is like when you when you play a video game, like Witcher Three, right, or something like that. You play the core story, and then it's like, cool, I'm ready for the next thing. But then there's story DLCs that adds more to the story, but you don't really need them to go to the like. There's, there's cliff notes you can no. follow from this for Mandalorian, but that's really it's it. just literally a side quest. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a side quest. I think this whole this whole show was just a way to make sure people understood. Grogu's not going anywhere, guys. Don't worry. We still want your money. All right. We understand how much money we can make. (laughs) When they when they rebuilt that uh, when they were rebuilding that Naboo Starfighter, 
and they 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 set it up and like oh, I've taken out the droid thing. Oh, way too it. long, Mayo fucking ad. Way too fucking put, long. Do we see them build a ship? <laughs> I know, I know. But they put the little dome on the top there, and I was like, well, they've cl- she's not said, hey, you can put a body in here. You can do what you know. Another person can go in there. I'm looking at it, and it's like. That's for Grogu. The only reason that you could build that is to fit a tiny little green fucking Yoda yeah. alien. That's it. That's the only reason. No one mentioned it, and, and all of a sudden he's just in there at the end. <laughs> what about a safe home to keep the kids quiet? That's <laughs> it. Now you're thinking. <laughs> I just love that ending, deal. though. I love the ending. He's just sitting there tapping on the glass. He's like, no. Yeah. And he just starts going, tap, 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 tap. <laughs> okay, 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 finally. And then he pushes the fucking turbo boost button. Great. Love it. That's oh, a kid in the car. Just... Like, oh, absolutely. It's just the most impractical vehicle, though, for his occupation. It just makes yeah, no I've, sense. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, the Razor Crest worked because it's 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 a combatic cargo freighter. Like, you can store shit in it. Combatic, like, combatic. eh? Oh, <laughs> Good word. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're welcome. Yeah. Add it to the dictionary. <laughs> Combatic. <laughs> um, but it's like going to the it, like having the Naboo Starfighter. While it is cool and it's fast and it matches his outfit, it's like doing a grocery shop on a motorcycle. Like where are you gonna put your shit? <laughs> you gotta have. <laughs> you gotta well, have bags see, I, 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 fucking cannons. I had this. I had this. Uh, this discussion with my lovely lady person while we we're watching the show. You know, he says his, his famous line. Yeah, you know, I can bring you in bring warm. Or I can bring you in cold. cold. Yeah, he's just gonna forget that. He's like, I'm just gonna bring you in cold, and he's just got like a storage Adding thing for up. his head. <laughs> yeah, just like just heads, bag of heads shoved in the back. Yeah, yeah. Grogu's just got a bag. He's just sitting on heads. Yeah, yeah. It'll hang down like a giant sack from the bottom of it. Would just it'll be like The Witcher, how it hangs off the side of the horse. Yeah. Or just underneath, like, two testicles, just, like, hanging yeah. out the back. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is, is similar like to... Like, there's click-clack balls. <laughs> like, those ones you see on, like, dodgy bogan utes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bogan balls are mobile. <laughs> the, uh, the only thing I can think of is, is either this ship blows up or whatever, or he gets himself, like, some form of larger ship that has, like, a docking bay attachment to it so it's like well if i need to fucking go somewhere quickly or whatever i can get the fucking small ship and i'll like fuck off but then he's got a big yeah. ship to keep all his stuff in well i, I, I think get him to the big ship yeah i think yeah. what's going to happen like they, they teased it during the um you know his time um in the enclave with all of the other the the, the two other surviving mandalorians um and they've given him a quest essentially to go he has to uh, go to these sacred caves on Mandalore that have been destroyed or buried for years and has to redeem himself in these caves. Mm. So Don't come that, back until I, you redeem yourselves. I think we're going to see more of this sort of questing and his, like, internal, uh, like, internal and external struggles to find this stuff and then also take control of the Mandalorians now that he wields the Darksaber. So I think we'll see a lot of that stuff, which, so it's less bounty hunting specific stuff bounty. which is why he doesn't really need a ship that carries lots of people see uh miscellaneous or heads uh, miscellaneous <laughs> or Mikalamu have said he reckons they reckon boba fett's castle base palace will act as a base of operation like the thunderbirds and you'll take the relevant ship from there mm. not a bad idea so he, he might take the slave one for bounty jobs so this is essentially Thunderbird one, and then Thunderbird yeah. two would be the Razor Crest. Whereas Thunderbird two was the the all purpose Thunderbird that went out on every single mission because you couldn't do a mission without Thunderbird two. The other ones you can just fuck off. Like you, know, you don't really need those. I would really love to see 
Mando in that puppet style now. I would fucking love it. <laughs> Mando! Mando! <laughs> Gary! Promise me you'll never die. <laughs> we have no intelligence. Bib Fortuna, where are you? Where are you? Joker Joker, Muhammad Jihad. the desert. Yeah, what I want go. Um... All right, so there, there, of course, the last episode of Boba Fett we have to talk about. Um, just at the end, arse end of episode six, we have a rip-off scene from uh, Untouchables where they blow up uh, the, 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 the bar casino that is affiliated to Boba Fett, and Boba Fett's using that as basically a, a little hideout to in the centre of Moss Esper and basically camping out there waiting for... for you know the the crime syndicate to the, the spice the pike syndicate to attack as well as sort of you know the vespa kids didn't want to leave the area to go back to the castle they wanted to stay and fight despite the fact they don't have a fucking arm um and they also want to do 12 and the tiniest blaster in fucking star wars history yeah it's, it's got like the little cricket from the, the, the noisy black, cricket yeah. from men in black yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, um, just yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, basically, we have uh, we have an awesome sort of teased moment of Boba Fett and Cad Bane sort of meeting up and coming together, and we get sort of the revelation that everyone saw coming that the uh, the the sort of the bike raiders didn't kill the Tuscan people; it was the crime syndicate because Boba Fett fucked over the crime syndicate because of the Tuscan raiders, um, and that causes Boba Fett to get angry. Um, but we have we have that sort of tense shootout moment where it's just you know it's it's just dialogue and it's just like something's gonna fucking happen and then it's like no you know do it later you know don't have to do it now sort of thing um we get mandalorian coming in to help we have Cobb vanth being dead um from uh his shootout with cad bane but you know if you're watching on stream dead um <laughs> I think they can hear can't that. Tell from your voice. Yeah, yeah, can't tell from your voice at all. Uh and then, you know, we have the people of Freetown coming out to help out with uh taking out the, the crime syndicate. But then, you know, we get fucking basically giant destroyer droids coming in or droidicas coming in and just it makes like this cool, massive fucking cool shootout. And I I really enjoyed this episode. But it's a great way to end a series, but leading up to it it was just like finally we're getting the action and the scenes and stuff we wanted to see. For an entire series, yeah, we should have gotten this throughout the series. Well, this was all action. It wasn't just backstory bullshit that we, you know, led nowhere. It was just action, yeah. and that's what you want from these things. Just exciting action, you know, the fucking knee rockets like coming out again, which were awesome. Birds, yeah. Oh yeah, it's just it's just some really cool stuff that was happening in here. So yeah, you got to see Mandalorian fighting alongside Boba Fett. We had you know all sorts of action happening. Lots of aliens getting shot up. You know. Um, we had a giant Wookiee just getting destroyed and then also killing everybody and shooting somebody in the dick. So that was quite fun too. I, I, um, <laughs> it did feel very Butch Cassidy Sundance Kid sort of style for a moment. Like, you know, they, I love how they send the fucking the Twi'lek interpreter out to sort of negotiate. And then, <laughs> yeah. at, when the series started, I fucking hated that guy. I'm like, this this guy got to get he's got to get fucking killed. But by the I end of it, I'm like, just... I kind of liked him. Like it was, you know, he, he, you know, Boba Fett writes out his terms and he tries to read it aloud. He just goes, "What would you like to offer instead?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking cool. But having... I've got to say as well, they they had a moment here which just really frustrated me. They they basically have a you know, they go to the bombed out you know 
cantina bar yeah. to like, this is going to be our last stand. And then they do all of their shooting outside of the fucking cantina bar. Wouldn't you go yeah. inside the fucking building to defend yourself, not just stand out the front like idiots? Didn't really make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to have that as your last stand when your last stand's actually outside the front fucking door. Wouldn't you so, want to have like a repeat of, because wasn't the end of Mandalorian season one similar? But it would, they started to come inside and they had to go through, like, the sewers or whatever it was. So it would have been like, oh, well, it's the same as Mandalorian season one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was... Yes, I, but without their voice, I was, so... <laughs> I was fucking fine with it. I, I, I thought it was cool. I loved the sort of the Butch Cassidy Sundance, like, the two Mandalorians sort of just fucking shooting out. And there's the one dude who shoots them in the back and they just blast the fucking shit out of him as he's falling off the building. I'm like, this is fucking dope. I, yeah. I thought it was cool as shit. We get more whistling birds from his knees, uh, and he does, like, this cool fucking hiked knee raise and fires his gun sideways at the same time the whistling birds come out. And I'm like, this is what I wanted to see. <laughs> like, you see Boba Fett in Mandalorian when he first puts on his armor, and he kicks the shit out of everything and everyone, and we get it again here, and you're like, dude, we've been waiting for this the entire fucking series. We don't need to it see did- a lizard go up your nose, and then you fuck off into the middle yeah. of the desert. Mm. That was fucking weird, by the way. Um... It did feel like they just wanted a big final battle and they were like, well, the only way we can afford to do that is by having flashbacks where nothing happens for the, you know, eight <laughs> episodes before that. Just building yeah. up to it. Some yeah. some of the flashbacks I liked, a lot of them I didn't. Uh, a lot of them. I didn't famous. like any of the flashbacks. You didn't like They're any of them? Any of them. It just felt like a, a tangent for no reason. Well, like I said, I think they were trying to go somewhere and then they just didn't get there. Like, they, they if it had led to something, it was like, oh, this is, you know, he's learning relevant things, remembering relevant things from his past that will help him in the future. None of that happened. It was just oh, filler. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think one it, thing, if that helped him. Like, the, yeah, the stick fight. Yeah. And, um,. Oh, and don't I get me started on the stick, the magical stick that is nowhere in the in the first half of this last episode, and then all of a sudden it's just hanging on his fucking uh, no, back. No, no, I, I've, watched, I've watched the third episode, of the last episode, sorry, three times now. He, when he leaves to go get help, he, yeah. uh, his fire just rocket at the, you know, the giant destroyer droids, which were concept designs for Attack of the Clones, which was cool. Um, but when he comes back, he has a new rocket in his jetpack, and he's got the stick on his back when he comes back. So he's oh. rearmed himself back up as he's come back. Because I was like, like, oh, yeah. fuck, better grab my stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about all the, the rockets and expensive shooty things on my body. I've got a big stick back here. It's really going to yeah. fucking rock. Like, Real wait. fucking good stick, guys. Don't make me get the stick out. The stick's coming <laughs> out. You guys are all fucked now. <laughs> stick Jesus Christ. What's a stick going to do against giant shooty robots? I mean, it, it I, makes I, I, do take, I do take problem with it, yes. It was supposed to be, obviously, motivational for the story that the villains killed the sand people that he was, you know, with. But I didn't care about them, so it didn't really work. And also, what happened to the little kid? We never saw if the kid was dead or not uh, he's, he's, when he's all the sand people died. But you would show that, because... You yeah, know, that's going to be your motivational factor because it's like, oh, it's a child. Now I'm pissed off. So I'm thinking the kid's not dead. Just saying. Putting it out there. Couldn't care less. Comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, we haven't talked about the one, the, well, the biggest thing in the episode where Boba Fett rides a fucking Rancor, which was mm. both cool and stupid at the same time. 
Um, I, I completely forgot about it when, like, because me and Mon were watching it like seven o'clock Wednesday. We watched it, and I'm like, he's leaving to go get help, and I'm like, all right, I think he's getting his ship to take out the destroyers. Like, simple. He'll drop a seismic Which would have been fucking logical. You know, the ship yeah. with the giant guns that can shoot through things. That or the big bombs, like yes, yeah, but that, that would have killed everyone. The seismic charges would have killed everyone and leveled. Like, but he's sitting there going, "We literally have no other way of defending ourselves. Nothing whatsoever. What about your ship? No way whatsoever. That's all <laughs> Nothing right. with like, guns. The other thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about your ship? Oh, it's out of gas. No one to destroy the city, so I'm just going to let this giant wild animal tear through it. See, my my ship takes diesel, and they've only got space unleaded here, so uh, yeah. I can't really do anything about that. Uh, yeah. Tom says, poor Rancor, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Uh, I will say, I think the Rancor looked better than I thought it would in a fight scene. I was like, yeah. unsure up till well. then. It's, it's doing a lot of jumping and, and you know, and, yeah, King Kong. running around. And the King Kong moment, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes. A I bit mean, silly. Was, I did it, love the bit where he actually ate a dude, and like oh, he was yeah. still at his legs sticking out of his mouth, and he's like crushing other. Dude. That was good. As, as soon as fun. I'm seeing, it, I'm like you know, we, we've seen him like destroy the giant robot fucking Walker things, and I'm just like, eat someone, eat someone, eat someone. Like that's what you're born to do. <laughs> and as soon as I pick him up, I'm like, you're fucked, man. You're fucked. But like the one where he, he fucking picks up a dude, it looks like he's gonna eat him, and he throws him backwards, and Boba Fett just fucking pops him while he's being thrown backwards. I'm like, this is fucking cool. I'm digging this. It's just a shame that, you know, the seven episodes before it, nothing happened. Yes, it, that is a shame. Like, it, it literally, like, the last time we saw the Rancor, it was, you know, it had taken its blinders off and it had seen Boba and he'd pat it and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I want to learn how to ride it someday. And I'm like, okay. And then we had a Mandalorian episode. We had a, a Luke Skywalker, yeah. Grogu, Ahsoka episode. And I'm like, all right, I've forgotten about the Rancor. You probably shouldn't be riding it because it's something you probably need to learn to do, like ride a horse or ride a motorbike or ride your mum. But it just went straight <laughs> went straight to, I've got the Rancor, and I'm like, dude, like have this for like a season two or something, being like us as the audience completely forgot about it. Like we see Mandalorian I... learn how to ride the Blurg in season one, which is the giant weird fucking lizardy things. Um, mm. But like we see him learn how to do that, where in this it's just like, here's an episode of Mandalorian, here's an episode of. of- Boba Fett understands animals, you know? We had that 10 minute sequence where he patted him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just. Uh, Johnny Treu um, was like, oh, nah, you must Did you say Johnny Treu? Yeah, Johnny Treu. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Atreyu, he was in the uh, Neverending Story. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Atreyu. Uh, <laughs> we do, we do get a, a, we do get the awesome sweet shootout between Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Um, we didn't get a flashback or anything like that in regards to uh, the helmet dent or the metal plate for Cad Bane's head. But if you know Clone Wars and Dave Filoni stuff, you already know about that. I'm just really upset, to be completely honest, that they killed off Cad Bane. I don't, think, Sorry, I don't yeah. think he's dead. Ian and I don't think he's dead. Yeah, I have to agree. When Duty pointed it out, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, he's not dead. He, he looks very dead. So he looks very dead. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, yeah, Duty pointed it out, there's a flashing light there, which doesn't necessarily mean he's alive, but coinciding with that, they actually added a noise as well, so you can hear it to very much call out the fact that it's beeping. So it's yeah. Yeah. he's pretty alive. 
Thank you. Uh, how are you doing there, B dogs? Uh, B dogs? Yeah, B dogs. Uh, Look, I hope he's. I hope he's still around. I, I don't think you can bring him in to do like. I mean, it was nah. a badass scene where he shot the sheriff. Uh, but and he shot the like, fuck out of the deputy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he shot the sheriff and he killed and him. Ian, because he knows what he's watched, doing. Ian had watched these episodes, so I hung out with Ian yesterday because we needed a good viewing experience for this fucking movie. But um, we were watching on my uh, LG sixty-five uh, C1. Yeah, you can't see it because it's blurred out, mate. They- <laughs> You don't get no. the street cred if you don't. <laughs> and um, we were we were watching it, and and you see Cad Bane talking to Cobb Vanth, and the deputy comes out, and Ian goes, "That guy's fucked. <laughs> he's dead." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh well, the deputy's not yeah. for sale." I'm like, "That guy's dead." <laughs> it's like he just walked in front of a laser target, and it was like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, jeez, it's a good day, eh? <laughs> Instead of walking in front of a laser tag, he had, like, a big target on his shirt. Just like, just like hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, do you like my new T-shirt? Oh, I got you. <laughs> I really like the red dot in the middle. It really accentuates my sternum. <laughs> Apparently, this shirt, it was only 50 points. Uh, dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he got 150 points because he shoots him, like, three fucking times in the test. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, glance shot Cobb Vanth, but I'll fucking light this fucker up. <laughs> yeah. Well, good news about Cobb Vanth, at least. Like, we see him in the uh, the after credit yeah. scene where he's in the back to tank. I just have to feel sorry for Chrysanthemum because at one stage he's getting shot up. He got shot like eight times. He's dragging his foot and, as he's walking. And well. Boba Fett specifically says to him, you've earned a good time in the back to tank um, after <laughs> all of this. It's Cut to the back to tank. Some other fuckers in there. So, so Chris Anderson's just uh, yeah, gonna have true. to hang out. <laughs> it's just like, no, oh. yeah, yeah, just sitting there munching on arms or something. Well, was, so the sheriff just, gets yeah. shot once. He gets in the back to tank. Chris Anton got shot at least eight times. He's just having to chill. You know, get yourself some blue milk and just relax. They all the just happen to eat those three pieces of armor he had on. They, uh, if you, this, this is on bank. <laughs> a couple of shots he, he's directly that. in that armor. <laughs> But he's armored up like a lady superhero in one of those fucking medieval board games where it's just or like the DC middle movie, bikini. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> if you were... Lots of upskirt shots of Chris Anton as well. So Lots it was of upskirt. Very skirt. inappropriate. Yeah. If you, very uh, hairy There's balls. a shot when they, like, he's in the middle of the street getting shot and only getting hit in the armor. But when they pull him behind the little, uh, the transport or whatever, and they're talking to him like, oh, well, you're fucking thing in the back there. You can actually see he's actually been shot in the head and it's scored his hair away and he's just got a burn on the side of his head. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Um, he was one of the cooler characters. He absolutely was. We got to see a, a, a Wookiee rip someone's arm off just because he was drunk. Fantastic. Uh, he got to use his laser knuckles in the last one. Like, I want to see more of this guy. Him going out doing bounties, just beating the shit out of people. Yes, I, please. I have a massive problem, or not? I have a pretty decent problem with uh, with Boba Fett's plan of how he divvies up his crew to go into certain uh, territories of families. So he, he sends yeah. the Scooter Boys uh, into the Aqua. Which let's just put it here right now: they should not have existed at all. No in this show. You see those like you know the scooters arrive, you know, and everyone's on the scooters. I'm like. Those are like, you know, the mobility scooters that you see people ride. It's, it's that scene from fucking Seinfeld where George is trying to outrun the old people on the mobility scooters. <laughs> it's that. Um, but, like, he, he's like, oh, we've got we've got the Gamorrean guards out in the trade, in the, you know, the docking area. We have the, uh, we have the scooter boys down in fucking the Aquilish corner. And then we've got Chrysanthemum 
who uh, or Santo, uh, who is at Town Hall in the Trandoshan area, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, because Trandoshans hunt Wookies for fun, <laughs> for starters. Like, Trandoshans and Wookies do not get along. Periods. So I'm like, let's put a Wookie in the Trandoshan quarter. That makes sense. That's what like, an idiot! Can't believe he didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just Star uh, Wars one hundred one right in. Yeah, I mean. fucking what an idiot! Whoa! <laughs> but it's like, fucking rookie read, mistake. Read a fucking Star Wars book, you, you oh, Jesus! I, I saw some people get really butthurt on Twitter. This is, this is no. no, no, not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. No, that doesn't happen. Because <laughs> of course we there's a the poster for Obi Wan was uh, released like just after the Boba Fett episode aired, and it's literally just. You, it's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, just standing here, standing in the desert. That's it, right? And uh, and someone on Twitter goes, "Oh, wouldn't it be awesome if Darth Maul appears in this show?" And someone goes, "No, he's in Rebels. They meet for the first time in Rebels, and he dies in Rebels." Mm. And then someone's like, "Oh, you shouldn't have to watch a cartoon to understand Star Wars." And I just went, "Shut the fuck <sighs> up, man! Like Rebels <laughs> has got some fantastic episodes. You're robbing yourself from some great fucking content right there." I mean, for a very long period of time, it was, you know, they, they had the extended universe with all the books and all the things that Legends were canon stuff. for a while yeah. that were that are now being erased. But, like, you know, there was a lot of that, you know, animosity for people who weren't reading the fucking books. Like, I, I like there are a lot of gaps in the live action stuff, and some people will only watch the live action things. And that's Man. totally fine if they, they want to just watch live action. They shouldn't have to, like, there is a richer world for them that's available that can extend that but they should be able to be explainable in themselves as a live action piece of material because they're just exactly what they did in this by introducing characters yeah from you know what's his name bounty hunter alien guy But, but people so you <laughs> got enough of a sense of who he was without exactly you didn't need yeah like that's that's fine need. but people wanting to to retcon or just being like ah oh, it doesn't matter if it happens in the cartoon let's make it happen here it's like well no because big you know Star Wars fans or Clone Wars fans lost their shit when we see Cad Bane or we see um the fucking I keep forgetting her name the Mandalorian with the short hair Nick Chan. No, 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 no. Oh, the, the Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, thank you. Um, where we see Bo-Katan or we see Cad Bane going like, that's from fucking Rebels, that's from that's from Clone Wars. This is like, this is awesome for a Star Wars fan, but it's like, well, Darth Maul died fighting Obi-Wan on Tatooine, so he's not going to be in this, in the fucking Obi-Wan series because he didn't know he was on Tatooine. People are like, oh, well, mm. let's just discontinue and not care about that. And I'm like, it's one of the best episodes ever. Like, fucking, you, you're doing a disservice it's- by not fucking watching it. Yeah, it's pretty it's famous it's, scene now as well. It's a very yeah. famous scene. Um, I, I'm just going to say a lot of shit happens on Tatooine within the Star Wars universe. This is a universe yeah. with hundreds think, of planets with multiple life forms. It's clearly June. Oh, yeah, he bought, oh, bought that. <laughs> Way too much talk about spice in this as Thank well. Thank you. I was Way like, are you fucking serious, man? And then I'm having to explain to like little Fuzz while he was watching it, what's, what's spice all about? And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we it's go. Drugs. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's very valuable. <laughs> <laughs> it's sparkly cinnamon. <laughs> well, Ian, Ian thought spice was a was a recent thing for Star Wars. He's like, oh, they, you know, yeah. They it in, in the, you thought it was maybe in Boba Fett they introduced spice? Yeah, because oh, I, I hadn't seen it before and obviously hadn't paid attention to it being mentioned. But they, They've had it mentioned like throughout the the universe. I don't know if it's been in the it main... It was mentioned movie. in the Han Solo movie. And I yeah, was like, it was mentioned uh, in the Han Solo movie. But it was the reason why Jabba puts the bounty on 
Han Solo is because he dumps spice mm. in space before getting. But he calls it the cargo. Like it's you know you dumped cargo at the first sign of the Imperial fleet. Like that's like they they refer to it as cargo, not spice specifically. So there was a little bit of a miss. Well, he was a spice smuggler. They just don't say it in the first movie. Mm. Um, Star Wars owes a lot to Dune, and you oh, realize it more and more Dune, now that everyone's seen man, the new Dune movie. What? What? When was Dune written? Because it was written in like the fifties or sixties or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long time ago, many moons many before moons. our births. Um, many moons of our life. <laughs> but like, what? What? What did we think about the last episode? I fucking I thought it was pretty cool. We had an awesome shootout. We had some tension with the you know I've got back shooters too with fucking Cad Bane and Boba. Um, we had the Rancor, we had fucking Grogu putting the Rancor to sleep, which was pretty I cool. I don't think it needed, for a Boba Fett show, I, I don't think it needed to bring in Mando and Grogu. Bicycle Gang and uh-huh. Grogu and, like, it, yeah. Too many characters. Too, too much. It's like they didn't trust Boba Fett to carry it himself, and it's like, Boba Fett's supposed to be fucking badass, and I did not even get the vibe of that from this last episode that much, to be honest. No, he needed, he needed more time. People. He needed more time being a badass, and there was not enough of that in this show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, saying that, the last episode is by far the best of this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you I, I, I said the Mando episodes, like, back-to-back were just phenomenal. Like, I think they, they were great episodes specifically because we got a lot of fan good fan service and interesting characters that we fucking give a shit about like boba fett eh. he's oh. neither here nor there for me now like yeah. mando's replaced him in the level of coolness like yes yeah this, yeah, last, episode was, this last episode if they'd done the whole season at that level of intensity and action and excitement exactly. might have been different, but they were too slow and got nowhere with it and then just abandoned the idea completely. So yeah. I, I think overall it's a, it's a very poor show about Boba Fett, um, which has yeah. been pumped up by much better characters who live in other shows. It's, it's yeah. weird too as well, though, because like episode uh, five and six, like Boba Fett was, you know, everyone fucking loved Boba. He was this cool badass who fell into a pit. Um, but then in Mandalorian, he comes in, he's fucking rad. And as soon as he puts his helmet on, we don't see him take it off again. Like, that's his helmet's yeah. on, that's it. And he's still a badass. And he has that, like, sweet fucking, like, bar fight in the last episode of The Mandalorian. And it's fucking cool. And then in this, it's just like, I want to be, I, I want to take over Tatooine. I'm like, okay, cool. We can get it. Maybe a bit of a godfather sort of thing that you want to have set up, especially with the crime family dinner and he's feeding a rancor under the table fucking cool i'm totally cool that. give us more of that stuff yeah but like he was not a badass in this at all he had cool no. shootout in the last episode fine but he wasn't a badass he was he just, was more of know. a badass in the mandalorian show when he showed up for like brief yeah. periods of time like he was cool there yeah not so much here yeah definitely but here it's just like uh eh like I, yeah it didn't like and a lot of people are like you're just upset because Boba Fett doesn't match what happened in your head canon. I'm like, no, I'm upset because every iteration prior to this show had Boba Fett being a fucking badass, and here he's complaining that his arm is sore from bowing to people. To be fair, there wasn't a lot of indication of him being a badass in the original Star Wars context. No. Anyway, like he did a lot of standing around. He was very good at he pushing Han Solo's frozen corpse. He did, get, um, but, well, he did get told off he's not allowed to disintegrate people. It would have been cool if we saw him no disintegrate someone. That would yeah. have been cool. Like, if if something happened but and see, he just fucking fried them. 
we got that at the start of the Mandalorian show when he had the big fucking well, rifle and rifle, yeah, he was disintegrating those Jawas, which were fucking hilarious. I laughed my ass off when that was yeah. happening. That was amazing. So we got already got a bounty hunter doing disintegrations. I need to see Boba Fett doing it. I needed to do, see him doing all of what happened in that last episode, of which yeah. we got one out of the five episodes he was in of his own TV show. Mm. So, you know, I just, it's disappointing. I think they were too stuck with trying to make him seem like a nice guy. He's, he's a good guy at heart. It's like, we get it. We get it. It doesn't mean he was an he needs asshole. To be. He sold his body to cloners and fucking fought Jedi. He was an evil asshole. Yeah, exactly. But no, he spent some time with the sand people now, so it was good. It's all fixed, guys. He's a good guy now. The Kids th- can watch him. The thing I don't get as well is, like, they make, the Cad Bane makes reference to it is, you're getting old, like, you're getting soft in your old age. And he's like, we all get old. I'm like, hang on. How fucking old is Boba Fett? Because I don't think he's supposed to be in his 50s or 60s. Okay, so the uh, the other uh, reference to, that was lost in here was he was part of Cad Bane's gang at one stage as a kid, yep. and you know, so we saw that in the Cad, Clone Wars show. Cad Bane he was a kid, and Cad Bane was the same age he is now. So it's like Cad Bane clearly Cad lives Bane's 400 a species, years. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. So he's hundreds of years old, or however old he is, and there's just Boba Fett just aging. All of he Cad seems to aging aged incredibly fast over this period of time. Yeah. yeah he's a very poor diet. <laughs> but, like, the... the <laughs> so those fucking black eggs he's got from the fucking sand <laughs> people. The black melons, yeah. yeah. But, the like, the thing is, is... The thing is, is... Um, Jango Fett was the number, number one bounty hunter of the Star Wars galaxy. Cad Bane learned how to be a bounty hunter from Jango. And then when Jango passed away, Cad Bane became the number one bounty hunter, period. And Boba Fett just rose to, you know, fame because he's the the offspring of Django and Cad Bane taught Boba Fett how to be a bounty hunter. So like those flashbacks would have been cool to see. Like I wouldn't mind one episode where we see him get saved by Tusken Raiders and he gets his, his stick and his outfit. And it's like, cool, fine. Didn't mind. One episode. Yeah. Didn't mind. One episode, not four. Exactly. (laughs) Didn't mind him getting his ship and it getting grabbed by the Sarlacc pit and dropping the fucking seismic bomb in it and all that. Fine, fine, cool. We've explained how he gets his ship back. We already know how he gets his armor in the in the Mandalorian. But it's like you could have shown him like the very start of the first episode when he's in the back tank. He's having flashbacks of his dad leaving on Camino, and I'm like, you could have had awesome flashbacks of him learning to yeah. fucking shoot, him learning to use his jetpack, his armor, blah 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 blah. Him holding his Nothing. dad's head after it had been chopped off by Mace Windu. Great, they were head. They did that, and Good it's head. a different fucking scene as well. I know, I know. Everybody had left the stadium. It was anyway. Everyone <laughs> was gone, and I'm just like, oh, what? The? Okay. Um, but like, yeah, you could have had flashbacks of Cad Bane teaching him how to fucking do things, or you could have had the shootout to give you the dent in the helmet. Like, then when you see Cad Bane in the current timeline, you would have been shit's about to go down because we've had flashbacks of him already. But it was eh. Like we got a, a lizard up the nose. We got fucking. We got a, a train heist, which was cool but also unnecessary we got fucking learning how to ride a fucking speeder we got him telling his favorite banther to fuck off he's got a ship now like it's just stuff we didn't need yeah it needed a much better direction hmm <sighs> anyways you're either dirty <laughs> breathe buddy <laughs> well, i said it to ian and the best way to describe 
this is like it's a scoring platform wise it's just a flat seven like it's not fantastic it's good like but it's not like yeah you should watch it like what do you think yeah it's good like but it's not like a you have to watch it or it's great it it has definitely the cool episode with Mandalorian I liked I liked him escaping the Sarlacc because it's like everyone had this cool sort of thought in their head that he flies out or he blows it out from the inside I'm like no he just burns his way out and he's fucking exhausted at the end of it um I like the sound design. I like the props. The the reference in regards to the dark saber with rebels being like it's more heavier the more you use it if you don't sort of work alongside the dark saber. And Mando cuts his fucking leg open with it. Like all of that was cool, but it's just like Boba Fett doesn't do anything. Yeah, mm. he doesn't. And the scooters no, are all from yes they are Kermit. The scooters are fucking. What about the twirl? Did anyone notice the twirl? <laughs> Twirl was un- unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's fuck. What is it? It's when the one of the mod squad. Yeah, it's when the scooter gang goes to save uh, Santo, and they're about to shoot out to, to some crime syndicates, and he just does this random twirl and shoots, and I'm like, works well for uh. it works like. And to be honest, Mando does the exact same twirls sort of flourish in the shootout when yeah. he's when he's out the front of the the destroyed you know location or whatever, but. Like, that works for Mando because, like, he's covered in basically bulletproof armor and he's basically spinning to get his chest covered so he doesn't get shot in an exposed area. But this guy just does it as a flourish. It's weird. He wanted to feel pretty is what Kermit says. <laughs> don't we I all? I feel pretty. Yeah, you know, I, I, probably don't replace half your body with robot stuff and uh, <laughs> ride a shiny bike through the desert that goes like two kilometers an hour. Little Fuzz pointed out the the twirl to me when when we were watching. I was like, maybe he just wanted to look cool. Like you know, things can be things don't just have to be practical. They can also be cool and effective. Like that's that's True. that's not mutually exclusive. As long as he was shoots cool? somebody, totally fine. Was it cool though? Ian missed it though. I was like, there's a twirl, and he was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Little Fuzz made me rewind it to watch it again. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a flat seven for me for the, for a series wise. Is there anything else that we that we missed on this last episode that any, any of you want to bring up? No, <laughs> not really. I think I probably agree. Like, it's a flat seven. It's not something I would heavily recommend anyone to watch unless they just were really into watching, you know, Mando and wanted to watch the Star Wars more Star Wars stuff. And like, sure, don't expect it to be of the same quality, but it didn't have the same really budget as Mandalorian, a hundred percent. Shorter. If we're we're going to rate this as a as a Boba Fett show, I think it's actually less than that. I think it's a six. Okay. Uh, If yeah, because like you know, specifically you're naming this this show, yeah, the book of Boba Fett. Give me a story about Boba Fett. Don't give me other people's story. We'll get to stories. Fuzzy, don't you worry. They missed the point entirely of what they were trying to do. I get it. Okay, I get why they're doing it. Gives them space in other areas and all the rest of it, but. They've missed the point of a show about Boba Fett, and that's what I, I signed up to watch. It's what the fucking thing's called. Show me that, and they they missed that for me. So no, I don't think I remember seeing one book in that guy's house. Like fucking <laughs> terrible marketing. Zero books, unwatchable. Unwatchable. <laughs> He's uh, Kermit says, "Did you hear up about? Did you hear about Pedro ending up in hospital with back pain from carrying the show?" <laughs> but I think like the cool thing is that maybe comes from this is if we do see Boba Fett in the future, which we probably will, because he's not dead, and a lot of people yeah. thought he would die. Uh, is that he is now the the 
like there is no other families on Tatooine. It is him. Like all the other the heads from the other Hooray. families are hiding out with the crime syndicate and, and the scooter gang, who of which I'm just pointing out all the people that fought on their side. None of them died. <laughs> there were yeah, no exactly. deaths. Yeah, everybody lived. All of the bad guys died. What the fuck was the point? What the I, fuck was the point of any of that? I was expecting a. a there was no Dengar. Like I, for some reason, thought we'd get Dengar in the show. Like he was my favorite Pokemon. Dengar, Dengar, Dengar. But like we didn't get Dengar. <laughs> we didn't get IG88. We didn't get Bosk. Like there was other bounty hunters that we could have gotten in a show that you might think would be in a Boba Fett show. Like it would have been cool if if the huts instead of don't get me wrong, you know, the the gladiator walkie, fucking awesome. It's like yeah. The, you know, the Gladiator Walkie's now working with fucking Boba Fett. It's like, all right, well, let's have Cad Bane and Cad Bane's crew has fucking Bosk and Dengar, and like he's got other bounty hunters we know of. And, 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 but let's, uh, let's move on from Boba. Yeah, it was mediocre. <laughs> Disney sure has. Ah, <laughs> uh, the ending as well, where they throw the melon and it's just happy music that goes up into the sky. Uh uh, hey, do you guys know when the Ahsoka TV series will release? And greetings from Brazil. Don't know when it will release. Um, I think it's. Oh, they they had a casting for fucking for Ahsoka. Fuck. They they also announced casting for yes. Obi Wan, and they're having I can't recall the character's name, but it's the the Tatooine mechanic that was yeah. in the book. She's going to be an Obi Wan played by a younger actor, so it's going to be a you know, a younger version of that character. But there was yeah. some news it's about it. So uh, Ray Stevenson before. is the one you're thinking of. Thank uh, you. Got yeah, so Ray Stevenson's uh, coming into the series as one of the bad guys. He is not going to be Admiral Thrawn, but he is apparently an admiral of some description. So Ray Stevenson, love him. Good bad guy. Oh, yeah. Good Punisher too. Yes, so you very know. good Punisher. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we'll see. But they haven't announced a date. Um, I think they're saying that they're starting production sometime this year. Um, yeah. So it'll be mid, mid this year. They're just starting, you know, all of the work on it. So I don't think they're even starting shooting until at least much later in 2022. So no specific delivery date. I would probably say it'd be end of 2023. If that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, to give a rough estimate, they, but they haven't made any official announcements on it. Is yeah. that supposed to come out before or after um, you and McGregor? Um, well, you and McGregor's out May twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Oh, it's that soon. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's forty day. It's is it? No, it's no. It's not forty years to the day of. It's like it's a certain amount of time. Like that, that a New Hope release. <laughs> it's a number of days number from of now days, um, to when a New Hope release. So like there were. It was supposed to be like maybe May the fourth, but it was like, well, no, let's actually release it on the day that a New Hope released. All um, I'm all I'm saying is like, yeah, what we had like last year, like. Love them or hate them, the Marvel shows were like, okay, one show's finished, and then next couple of weeks something right, else is right. coming out. Yeah. We are now having to wait. You know, it's February, <laughs> and uh, we're having to wait until May to see the next, like the next big thing. That's a little bit disappointing from from a timing perspective. It would have been nice to have a couple of things together. So it might be Marvel things coming out between now and then. That's why <laughs> it's uh, 45- <laughs> the priority. Disney goes Marvel, Star Wars, everything else. Yes. Uh, it's 45 years to the day of when Obi-Wan releases, so it releases on the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. That's, hey. that's what it is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we get fucking Cad Bane in that. Like, that'd be kind of cool. We've introduced an awesome character live action. Like, let's fucking, let's, let's use that outfit. Let's not let it fade. 
Let's get Dark, uh, Darth Maul in there. Like, yeah, you know, get him in. Yeah, no. yeah get them all in. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. Um, anyways. What about Darth Schmall? Darth Schmall. <laughs> totally different actor. Totally different guy. Um, we are got Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader in that, in that series, which will be Hooray! <laughs> Just what everybody's been asking for. Just what for. we yeah. all wanted. I mean, I'm, I'm keen for it. But, um, Fuzzy. Yes. I am specifically asking you to tell us the story of this film uh, of, of that which you suggested us to watch. Uh, and it is <laughs> The King's Man. Don't you put this evil on me. Um, this right. is... Yeah, putting this evil on you. <laughs> it was the only movie that was available to us at the time. <laughs> um, so this, this week we watched uh, the release of The Kingsman, which is the third in the the Kingsman's, Kingsman series. Yep. I don't know. The King's Miniverse. Um, and this is a prequel where which tells the story of how the Kingsman agency was formed. Um, and yeah, a follows... good history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> true history. Um, and it shows um, it's basically all about uh, Ralph Fiennes as he um, yeah forms the Kingsman and does some spy stuff. That's a very I... easy pretty much it. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in yeah. all of that, but yeah, oh, it's definitely, definitely just Ralph Phineas and Ferb just taking over the whole show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have liked it if it was the Ralph Phineas show. Like, just leave it with him. This is kind of like yeah, you know, what the, the the book of Boba Fett did. It sort of gave us a little bit of a teaser. Ooh, it could be going over here, and then bang, no, it's over here. Like, yeah, yeah. just yeah, but, a bit of a double double cross. Unlike the book of Boba Fett. I didn't know what the story of this film was. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, it was basically You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 all set around uh, the the start of World War One, uh, the reasons why it started, and the and how the Kingsmen got founded from that. So it's basically a bunch of people doing spy shit mm. before they could do spy shit, or before they decided they wanted to do it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you had a fairly significant cast for this one. I think there was some. Amazing actors in here doing almost nothing. Um, we had <laughs> Iman Hansu, who is just, I love him in most things. He was a bit average in this one. Charles Dance, just, or Dance, whoever yeah, you Yeah, he was there for a five, ten minutes. He's mate. I love Charles Dance. Who doesn't love Charles Dance? He's great. Um, great mustache. He was great, great in uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, Daniel Brühl, um, who many people will remember from uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. Yep, he's uh, a pretty interesting actor. He shows up and he does was also in it for five ten minutes, <laughs> next to nothing. Um, and we had who was the mate? Oh, who was the guy who did all of the characters? <laughs> I can't remember the who that was. Who did all of the characters? The guy that did all of the characters. There was one guy who acts as basically eighty different people. Oh yeah, he he yeah. plays all three brothers, or yeah. cousins, or whatever. Oh yeah. right, yeah. I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy from something. Pirates of the Caribbean. I forget his name. <laughs> Josh McGee. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Josh McGee. Man, not Commander. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out later. Someone will remember it. Um, but yeah, so you had a, a fairly, you know, fairly decent cast in here. Um, notice I didn't mention Gemma Arterton as decent or Reese Farns. So you know they were also yeah. in this movie. Just Reece not Farns was okay. Cast. I was sitting there going, "That's the lizard from Spider Man." <laughs> 
I thought he was very chameleon-esque in his role. He disappeared into the character, helped by a giant beard and lots and of giant makeup. Wig, yeah. <laughs> Can't really but, trust uh, him. Yes, he played uh, Rasputin uh, in this one, which was, wow, the role of a lifetime. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting yeah. there like, I don't know much on, specifically as well, World War One history. And I'm sitting there going, why does that name ring such a fucking bell? And Ian gets up and he goes, you know the song, rah, rah, Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just trail off because you forgot the words? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. he did. He walked into the kitchen. <laughs> That's the trick. You just walk away. <laughs> just walk away slowly. What are you saying? Something, something, fuck to teen. I don't know. I'm driving in the tunnel. See you in the kitchen. Um, uh, yes, no, he was, uh, I, I did enjoy some of the stuff that they had in there, like, you know, how Rasputin died from being poisoned, shot, um, stabbed him. and drowned. Like that was his infamous ending. Um, and that actually happened during this process, which was quite fun. Slightly um, incorrect though. Cause I Googled it and he got shot in the head three times and they only shot him once, but. Yeah. Oh God. Wow. <laughs> you got to double tap that corpse, man. Um, you don't want to come yeah, back as yeah. zombie Rasputin. <laughs> Um, but yes, like they, I think he was one of the, the highlights of the first three quarters of this film, um, was the, the plot to assassinate Rasputin and thereby. That was not three quarters. I'm saying the highlight for three quarters of the movie was that part. Ah, was that part, right. Which happened in the the first quarter, by the way. (laughs) Exactly right. And then the next half of the film, terrible. And then the last quarter, there was some stuff going on. But, like, yeah, for three quarters of the film, this first quarter <laughs> was the most exciting, where they, uh, the plot is to assassinate Rasputin uh, to stop him from influencing um, the Russians from moving away from the war and giving Germany the upper hand. So it, it's very convoluted, yes. Um, we have a scene where uh, Ralph Fiennes uh, lures Rasputin into a side room. And, okay, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on at that point in time. Okay, so Ralphie, he he has a leg wound, which is a bullet hole, which, when we see it, looks like he's got a vagina on his leg. Um, and Rasputin says to him, look, uh, I can heal yeah. this for you, and he starts massaging it for and him. And licking it. And then at one scene, he... Li- no, he's not licking it. Licking it sounds nice. He is tonguing this leg <laughs> vagina. Yeah. He's going... And it's upper leg. Like, it is very... Oh, it's it, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, uncomfortable in the extreme and unnecessary. Probably supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. It was just uncomfortable. I'm telling you, right? Like that thing that looks that's the closest thing I've seen to a vagina that's not an actual vagina. It you could have fucked this thing and it would have been perfectly fine. Like it just you, it's just it was yeah. weird. It was a very uncomfortable scene. Uh, but yes, anyway, by tonguing his leg vagina, he heals the bullet wound uh, that is on his leg, thus allows, allowing Ralphie Boy to uh, to dance fight um, Rasputin. Yeah, yes. That <laughs> become an action star at the ripe age of, what, 65 or something. Yeah, pretty much. Right, yeah. All, I said to Ian as well, like, they've got some fucking song playing when they're trying to fight Rasputin. And then 
literally the fight ends 45 seconds later a fight starts again with Rasputin and it's a different song I'm like I get what you're doing in regards to having some form of comedic song or something playing while you've got a fight going on to keep the audience engaged maybe have a bit of a laugh but you literally have a 45 second interval before it is another fight with a different song in the same room yeah mm. and it's just like well you've gone and the song means nothing because obviously they were trying to go for like what worked in Kingsman 1, the original Kingsman movie, where at the final fight scene there was the celebration song happening during the final fight scene. Mm. So they're trying to probably do something like that. But that song was playing as part of the scene yeah. and it fit in. You've got like modernish songs playing during World War One, and one straight after the other for no fucking reason. Yep, that... Movie. I've got to say, I've, uh, I'm very disappointed they didn't actually have any fucking Franz Ferdinand in here because that would have been fucking well, perfect. Right. That's, what modern <laughs> that's exactly what something like that's actually going to be fucking cool and relevant. Oh, that's a funny reference. <laughs> that yeah. band's named that thing. Um, that would have been funny. <laughs> that dead guy. Nothing like. Well, uh, I, Ian and I were a little inebriated. Um, well, so great viewing experience. Oh, it was a fantastic viewing experience. We had food, we had news, we had a dog. It was great. Didn't um, help though. The movie was bad. The movie was, it was very bad. But like, I've I've gotten so merry. I'm watching this film. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Tom. You're finally following my channel. <laughs> but um, I was watching the film, and you see like the, the car goes down the wrong street, and then the the fucking the guy comes out with a pistol and he shoots. Was it, is he, it's a Franz Ferdinand he shoots? Or he shoots. Uh, Duke Franz yeah, Ferdinand. Right. And then he shoots his wife as well. So two gunshots go off. And then you see the scene and he shot through the neck and she shot in the chest. And I've just gone, that blood splatter analyst, like it doesn't match up because she shot center mass here and the bullet is a straight bullet hole. But she oh, was shut up, standing sideways and I'm just sitting there going, that doesn't match up <laughs> at all. It's literally it's just, just sh- like, just put a red dot on it. It's fine. <laughs> What you and the film seem to have forgotten is The Kingsman is a stupid action movie. It's also like the, not good. <laughs> look, look, The Kingsman movies aren't great, I, I will say. It's, the first it's, ones are right. Uh, lowest common denominator good. James Bond. Like, that's, that's yeah, what that's it is. Awesome it's talent. very much a lowbrow Bond. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cockney Bond, eh? It's, it's what Bond, happens yeah. if Bond got dragged out of the gutter and put into an agency. That's what it's supposed to be. Supposed to be over the top action, anal sex jokes everywhere. Um, like, yeah, you know, it, it's supposed to be stupid and weird and heads blowing up and yeah. you know, and Samuel L. Jackson talking with a, with a lift. But yeah, you know, it's it's supposed to be that stupid thing, and they forget that for yeah, yeah. Apart from the scene with Rasputin <laughs> and the like, the closing action scene, the rest of the film's trying to be this serious war movie, and it's stupid. It makes no sense. It's oh, like forget yeah, about all the like yeah. making sense. You're supposed to be over the top and ridiculous, so that it people don't feel... stop and dwell on those moments. Exactly. It it didn't feel like a Kingsman movie at all. No. I mean, let's let's be honest though. I mean, it did get a bit silly when uh, Gemma Arterton is supposed to be a magic codebreaker, uh, master spy, master person, but she's actually a nanny. So like, she can do all of these things. Oh, and she's you know, a, breaking she's codes. A fucking dead that, accurate you know, shot as well when they're playing with fucking wooden sticks with chalk on them to see where <laughs> they've been hit, and she fucking pot eyes a pistol shot and knocks the wooden stick out of their hands from like what six hundred meters away. 
yeah. in like 1914 pistol as well. Yeah, just like boom. What, I'm like, okay. what you didn't see, Duty, is the prequel sequence where they basically um, went through about five or six different actors instead of Jim and Hansu, and they're all dead. They're just corpses everywhere. Oh, so dead. they've actually been through this a few times, and she's only now just got it right. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. So like, there's just so much about this film that that tries to be serious, and they have this storyline about um, Ralphie's son, who's basically trying to get into like this whiny bitch of a guy. Well, two and three dead fucking crack shot because Rasputin's holding a fucking sword or whatever, and he shoots the sword out of his hand. I'm like. Fuck me! Why is everyone from 1900s England a crack accurate shot with a pistol, never holding them before? Kachow, kachow! Yeah, well, look, his whole. So why would you go for the pistol when you could just shoot him in the head? Exactly right. The whole storyline with him was just pointless. So basically, he's trying to get into the war. He wants to fight for his country and do all of this stuff. And uh, Ralphie's trying to keep him out of the army, and that is three quarters of this movie. Is this little shitty dude trying to be who's clearly over the age of 25 but pretending he's under 18 for, for yeah the we were trying to do the math throughout it as well because there's a <laughs> there's a 12 or 10 year jump and then there's another five year jump yeah and we're like how no, is he wait. not of age yeah. to go to war yeah yeah no it just it makes absolutely zero sense um but he's um yeah so he's doing his thing and then Spoilers for this film if you're going to watch it, but um, he at one stage, which I thought was probably one of the best parts of the film, he gets shot in the head, um, which was <laughs> both surprising and wonderful because you're like, wow, I don't have to care about this guy anymore. But, but just, that oh god, that turn, like the whole thing is you watch, you've watched three quarters of this movie expecting him to be the start of the Kingsman. He's our first agent. He's going to be doing all of this stuff. And it turns out it's not about him. He's, you know, oh, we double crossed you. We tricked you. Now you have to care about somebody else that we haven't seen for, you know, half an hour. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's it just a little work. bit shit. It wasn't, it, it should have happened much sooner in the film without all the fucking exactly. morose horrors of war shit that this film shouldn't have been about. Yep. This is, not yeah, a good it had a had like a lost identity. This movie, it didn't know what the fuck it was doing. Yeah, and I said to Dutra, I'm like, this story makes no sense. People must have read this script for it to get made. Many people, and no one said this is fucking shit. This makes no sense. No, like, why no do you go on a tangent about one character then come back like half an hour later? Again, you can do this very early on. You could do that and switch a route. Totally exactly. fine. But it has to be in like the first act of the film. Structurally, it makes no sense. And if it had been anyone other than Matthew Vaughn, everyone, that movie would have never got made. But because it was Matthew Vaughn, so they went, oh, we'll trust you to fuck up three-act structure. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, mate, don't you? Let don't you break all the rules of cinema. It's fine because you're Matthew Vaughn. Don't you worry, mate. He's already going to break some more, you know, fucking cinematic rules when he brings out his next Kingsman movie, which is called Argyle, I believe, which is a fabric type, um, so fabric mm, pattern. Right. So Argyle is the next one in the series. Um, so what, he's what got do a. What we know about Argyle? Not much, except it's back in modern times. We've got Eggsy back. So um, oh. fucking what's his face? I yeah. feel like if you're going to pick like a fabric type or something, wouldn't you want something that sounds a bit cool like houndstooth or something? Houndstooth, yeah. Be fantastic. 
But Hounds tooth, yeah, I like that. So argyle is the, um, I suppose, the diamond shapes that you see, so yeah. mostly on like sweater vests and stuff like that. Not particularly nice pattern. Hounds tooth, much better, or tweed or something. I don't tweed. know, like just yeah, <laughs> the Kingsman's tweed. tweed. <laughs> the Tweedman. <laughs> Uh, so all we know about this one, it's got, oh, good Lord. Um, so it just says, the world's greatest spy is caught up in a globe-trotting adventure. Um, and we have Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. and John Cena in there. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, Why? indeed. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Matthew Vaughn's trying to create this bloody Kingsman Marvel universe. And it's like, Kingsmaniverse. made one good movie, man. Has he? <laughs> the first one was good. I'll give him that. I reckon the first one was good. It was fine. It was good. It wasn't amazing. It was yeah. good. I mean, first class was good. Like, let's we 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 agree. X Men First Class was fine. Yep. Yeah. As a movie, um, he also did um, before after that. Oh, sorry, before that, Kick Ass, which was again perfectly fine film. Also fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so, he's a, it. It he's a fine director. He's just like he's just completely. I think. Like you're saying, this is probably power going to his own head. No one stopped yeah. him. No one said, "No one hey, stopped him." Yeah. Buddy, can you think about this? It makes me really concerned because I was looking at his filmography and stuff that he's got coming up. Mm. Um, oh boy, there's there's two that I could have mentioned. He's got four films on the go at the moment as a producer. Um, the first one that bothers me is Flash Gordon. Um, so he's doing a reboot of the Flash oh. Gordon movie, which is a fucking classic uh, yeah. and should never be touched. He's not the right person to do that either. The next one, and this is going to bother a lot of people, is simply called Tetris. What? Uh. <laughs> what? He's, He's doing a film about Tetris. Now, <laughs> I hope it's just like a documentary on the making of and everything, and it's not like trying to make Tetris into a movie. It, it's okay, so. <laughs> The film is supposed to be going into the legal battles which took place during the Cold War over the ownership of Tetris. So yeah. it's not actually okay. We, it's not actually looking at. Well, there's the long guy over there, and there's the yeah, guy that's exactly. the right angle, and there's the right angle that's the other way. Hey, babe, <laughs> I'm backwards and forwards. <laughs> I'm the one that's almost a plus sign. <laughs> I've got another friend. Put us together. We're in Nazi. Oh no, it's the square. Oh, We've shit. got nowhere to put him. Christ. <laughs> Why well, have a feeling like Adam Sandler should be the voice of some fucking character in this? <laughs> Hello, I'm the long guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, <I> do. Oh, <laughs> Christ, there it is. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so that's that's I'm what we've got coming up from here. We've got a a spy movie called Argyle. We've got Tetris the movie, <laughs> and. I mean, it's so it's such a ridiculous joke that the Simpsons wouldn't even think about it. They've they've joked about things like battleships, which they made into a movie. Which like, yeah, they, 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 and yeah, it's yeah. just oh, good an all star cast. Yeah, <laughs> so, is Liam yeah. doing another Taken esque saw movie that's not called Taken? It's like yeah, it got filmed here. Was it? it got filmed here in Melbourne? Yeah, did not know that. It was shot in the suburbs of like Springvale-ish or something somewhere around there. Oh, okay. So kind of, it's kind of so it's set in <laughs> Lebanon, then, is it? Or yeah. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Oh, wow. It's I, I'm taking you back to the Kingsman. Um, I'm just please. Yeah, like I, the I, bad guy for this film, the, the 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 fucking Blofeld for this film, right? 
Ian and I sit there going, it's got to be some famous actor. It's It's got to be something, right? Because, like, Kingsman 1 had Mark Hamill and it had uh, fucking Samuel L. Jackson. The second yeah. film had Elton fucking John and yeah. uh, the uh, fucking... Juliet Lewis? No, no, wait, what's no. in Jay rings a bell. Um. <laughs> I was literally talking about this yesterday and forgot who it was as well. Yeah. I called her Jodie Foster. It's definitely not her. It's not no, Jody. it's not Jodie. She- it's a shitty version of Jodie Foster. <laughs> she replaced Jodie Foster's character in uh, Hannibal, the Hannibal movie. Yeah, That's right. Low that's budget my- Jodie Foster, Julianne Moore. <laughs> that's, that's it. Julianne Moore, that's it. <laughs> we had those two characters like we had famous like actors being like and yeah we had stanley tucci in this but stanley tucci didn't really do anything but like i was what a waste of stanley tucci oh yeah i'm sorry oh yeah stanley tucci is god tier at the moment Stanley Tucci's always been God too. You meant like just anything you got to give him more than one line of dialogue? One line, maybe. He made the last two Transformers films bearable just from being Stanley Tucci. Uh, he tried his best. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> he oh, those movies aren't good, tried. but I watched it. For also, Stanley just Tucci. as an FYI, Stanley Tucci has some cooking stuff on YouTube. Check it out. Um, what? Because I could just listen to that man talk. Yeah, he, he's like he's quite the cook. Apparently, like on set, he brings his own food that he home cooks and does not share it with anyone. <laughs> and he's like a fucking, basically a home chef. <laughs> That's great. So if you love Stanley Tucci, have a Google. I would love to like work backstage or like behind the scenes of a movie and then it's like, let's fuck with Stanley Tucci. Let's hide his lunch. <laughs> let's <laughs> be so let's fucking see mad. what happens. <laughs> you threw out my sandwich. <laughs> Um, I think there's a video where he makes his own gnocchi and makes his own like sauces and like he's quite the cook. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually got a cookbook out at the moment. I saw something. It, uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got a beautiful kitchen as well. I'm gonna try and remodel my kitchen to look somewhat to look like Stanley like Tucci's kitchen. Because his like his cupboards and everything is somewhat similar color to mine, but everything's obviously at um, money level. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the bad guy in this film, Ian and I were like, that sounds like it could be Ewan McGregor. Like, that could be cool if, like, you know, the, the Blofeld-style character. I'm like, nah, it's just a fucking random dude at the start of the film that hung out with Charles Dance. Okay. Yeah. This is Spoiler one of my alert. major problems. I watch this. this is one of my major problems I have with this film, right? Because this guy is supposed to be, the blo- like I said, the Blofeld behind all yeah. of this. Yep. He's got, you know, uh, Rasputin in his pocket. He's got all of these powerful big people. Um, the you know, figures from history who are changing the world, you know, world politics. And this guy is an aide to the general of the English army. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, normally if these powerful, powerful people were to bow down to somebody, it wouldn't just be a guy with a really good idea. It would be a person in a position of power that was willing to do something. He was not. He was literally yeah. just the guy with his ear on the door kind of thing. And it just, it makes no sense for him to be in charge. Um, also, the physics and the time, like, just him being in multiple places at once doesn't make sense either. Because nope. it seems like he's permanently in this secret base with a bunch of sheep. Um, but also, yeah. he's the aide to an army general at the time of war, which would basically mean he's always at his side so there's no there's no way that he yeah, could be made no sense how he could and yeah, have that Wigs much free time that's had a lot of annual leave saved up yeah <laughs> wigs looked fantastic in the 1900s like 
perfect yeah. wigs. Like, couldn't yeah. even tell. Just glue and go. Yeah, it like, was just... I think they were so preoccupied by making it, like, really difficult to guess that it was him that they didn't think about whether or not it should be him. Oh, yeah. Man, a second. My Let's phone is give him a... Oh, go for it. They've got, like, a fucking really crazy good wig, and they um, tried to fake kill him off as well. And it's, like, impossible to guess that it was going to be him. Well, and I, he's a fucking nobody. Well, I sat there and I was looking, I was doing the logical thing about who it could be at the end of the movie because I had a lot of time to think because there was nothing yeah. going on on screen. Nothing was, happening. I'm sitting there thinking, well, Charles Dance is definitely dead, so we definitely saw yeah. him blow up. That's what I thought as soon as the movie started. Like, oh, he's a bad guy. The only other person that I thought it could be was Ray Fiennes, as like, and but in, when he, when his sh- son got shot, like clearly it wasn't going to be him. So there was no one yeah. else that we'd seen in the film to that point that it would have made sense for them to be. So it was this one guy left. It's like, well, that's shit. There's yeah. there's no way he's the mastermind. There's no way that he's made powerful people bow down. Yeah. To- it just it wasn't logical or fun. And then at the end of the film, he's got <laughs> he's he's singularly uh, well he gets killed off. But then one of his underlings, Daniel Brühl, is responsible for bringing uh, Lenin to power, um, and then also responsible for introducing Lenin to Hitler. Um, so just did you yeah. did you watch that sequence or did you switch no, up? By I think I'd switch off mentally by then. Okay, so this was a mid-credits, uh, post-credit sequence where yeah, oh, he's, okay. yeah, yeah. No. he's teasing what's going to happen next. Oh, Mr. Lennon, uh, please meet my friend. And he walks in and he goes, Hitler, Adolf Hitler. And I was like, waiting oh, for them to right. mention Hitler and I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, so, so yes. it was a post-credit thing, yeah. So we've basically got this, you know, spectre-like organisation essentially, like who's created and, you know, a conclave of evil criminals who are masterminding the destruction of the planet. It's it's yeah. silly. It's silliness on a scale. Like it's see that kind of stuff though, kind of silly. Like you know, and that's probably more Kingsman style than yeah. You know, they just lost all of that that fun factor to it. I think that's exactly right. It lost the fun factor that made it obvious that Kingsman has its own style. And I yeah. can't help but think that if they had have said it during World War Two, with the silliness and making fun of Hitler, it would have suited Kingsman more than a World War One thing with Rasputin for like a quarter of the movie and then nothing else. Like it didn't. I it didn't I don't understand how that wasn't the entire story. Like they, just having yeah. Rasputin as the bad guy would have been perfectly wow. fine. Would have been fine. And that, that whole fight sequence with him was actually pretty great. Like, he was doing Russian dance fighting and, you know, spinning around and being all... I thought that was quite fun. I thought that was what I wanted to see for the rest of the film. It set, you know, it set expectations. I was like, okay, this is where we're going. And then they forgot about it. And it's Yeah, just... and then they got caught up trying to remake that bloody war 1914. movie. 1914. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Are we watching Kingsman or are we watching 1914 with a character that we're following who dies that we as the audience don't care about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much 1914, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've described <just> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, when the flares go out in No Man's Land, he proceeds to... Oh, no, he, he runs <sighs> through No Man's Land with a guy on his shoulders, and he's running in a straight line, and he somehow... Waits for the sun to come up. Waits for the sun to come up, yeah. yeah. I was like, why are you leaving when the sun's up? <laughs> I will say, like, again, very Kingsman style, the, the fight that they had. So they've got these two groups... Approaching from either side, secret yeah. forces from you know. That scene was Britain actually a cool Germany. idea with the 
quiet silentness of it. I was like, that's the not bit, the bit, bit with the, like the German commander just sitting there going, shush, uh, stay quiet, put your guns down, and then everyone pulls out knives and axes and shit. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. Because they're like, but if anybody makes a noise, both sides are going to kill us. It's just fantastic. Just the silent yeah. agreement that we're just going to kill each other quietly is awesome. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, again, he had that idea of he wanted to do that scene and then he had to figure out a way to get there. And so that's why we had this giant tangent of his son and <sighs> dumb shit. God. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuzzy, we had a lot of problems with you. You specifically. Why did you have to be Matthew I didn't mention any of the problems that I had with it because I immediately watched it as soon as it was available and didn't tell you how bad it was because I wanted to see what happened. Because <laughs> I knew if I told you it, it was, was bad, bad, you wouldn't come on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was like I wasn't expecting much from this movie, but it was worse. But you were expecting more than that, right? Like I was expecting more than that. Yeah. Ian and I said two things at this. I'm like, are we watching? Uh, Kingsman, or are we watching uh, 1917? Right, that was the that was the first one we had. The second one we had was, are we watching Kingsman, or are we watching Downton Fucking Abbey? Yeah, because <laughs> we sit there like, if I know I'm watching Downton Abbey, then I know I'm watching Downton Abbey. But am I supposed to be watching Kingsman? I don't give a fuck about the Lord and Lady of who gives a fuck where. Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <sighs> had a lot of problems this movie. And many, most of it was the problems. fact that it just had no driving force. I was like, it it just, no. Well, the, the, I think one of the big issues they had, like, you know, make it either about Ray Fiennes or make it about his son. And uh, the guy, yeah. uh, the actor's name is Matthew Good or Matthew Goody. I don't know. It's got an E at the end. Um, and he's no. just, he's just boring. Yeah. He was super boring. Yeah. He was just boring. Like, I don't. I, I wasn't interested in, in watching him at all. Sorry, no, that's the other guy. Uh, his name, this guy's name is Harris Dixon. And they also get, uh, what is it, Aaron <laughs> Taylor Johnson or whatever to play the the fucking... Yeah. The, the son the got swept son. up. Who, yeah, replacement son who's literally in it for two scenes and has maybe one line of dialogue. Again, Again, I feel like this is all just a build-up to make a fucking World War Two one with a better yeah. cast. I mean, with Hitler, he's, he's a fine actor too. He could have done more than the two lines exactly. he was given. He so, would have been a good choice as the exe of World War One, But no, yeah. they wanted to just pull this out and try and get another two prequel movies instead of one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's review this film. Uh, let's give it a score. Yep. Go on, Fuzzy. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to give this one a four. It was long and boring um, and didn't go anywhere and just wasn't fun at all. I just, I was tired watching this film. Yeah. Tired, I tell you. Um, <laughs> and it went, it went for so fucking long as well. Um, I'm trying to find it how long it felt actually... like it went even longer than it did because it went on that like half hour, 20 minute tangent with the sun that felt like 45 minutes. Yeah, uh, okay, so I went for two hours and 11 minutes, and I remember watch, like stopping it and pull, uh, to check the time after the sun had got shot, and there was still 45 minutes left in the film. It was just... Yeah. Um, the, the accuracy <sighs> of World War One-style rifles shooting a rope at, like, a kilometre away is just fucking perfect. Uh, didn't you see the giant Very... stuff? 
very Dude, selective though, because apparently no one in No Man's Land can hit fucking anything. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly fucking right. And like, why were they hiding in a cheese den at the bottom of, of a of a flat? Because they needed they that needed slow the short cheese explosion. Yeah, they did cheese. Someone explosion. watched a YouTube clip of like people cutting cheese toasties and was like, "Yes, action movie, cheese toasty." But it's also like they're hiding out in a cheese cupboard, right, or a cheese house at the bottom of cheese. the cliff. Please, cheese, it's shed, cheese shed, cheese shed yeah. that has Thank only. You. One entrance and three holes. In I the believe wall. it's called. How the many cheese entrances cake do shop? you have in your cheese shed, dirty? Like seriously, those but without how cheese do you, shed. How do you sneak into a cheese shed, shed when there's only one way to get in and there's no three holes in the wall? No one into a cheese shed. You walk. You walk confidently into a cheese shed to embrace the smell of the cheddar coming at you. Like seriously, dude. Like it was you know, clearly goat and, and hang on, Ray Fine or Ralph Finney's. Hiding behind a fucking goat cart when there's all these soldiers just walking past him. I'm like, you're wearing fucking brown in a green field. Yeah. And no one noticed the no plane crash either. Like, no one knows the plane no crash. Or him yelling or him doing the fucking like poison foot fucking Or the fact climb. that apparently these, like, ten goats only live on this one CGI mountain. And that's the only place that this one scarf in the made. whole world gets made. Yep. Oh, we did. We forgot to talk about you know um, fucking animal goat whisperer, fucking Ralphiennes, um, <laughs> like making friends with the the one horned goat at the end, and like that was the savior of the day. The yeah. goat was the winner. Um, <laughs> goats in general. Look, yeah, this film was shit. I would highly <laughs> recommend that you watch maybe the first one and not the second. Yeah. Oh, the second. Yeah. Mark Strong's good in the second one. That's it. Second one has its very few moments, and they're mostly very few just. Moments. Oh, yeah. just, the, um, the reference to, I'm busy, President. Get me a statesman on the rocks. I'm like, uh, uh, he made reference to a bourbon. Not just once. There was about five different times they referenced statesman. Like, the the guy that was getting drunk and shot the, the, the Duke was drinking a bottle of statesman whiskey. Was so, he? yeah, so there was just references to it. It's like, we get it. You've, we've, you can say it maybe twice. Yeah. Say it once, have a reference, like a bottle of it in the background. That's your two references. You don't get to say any more than I'm that. I'm guessing okay. if they do make the sequel that's World War II, that statesmen become a bigger thing. Why not just well, that's a statesman all the, movie? Well, that's all the second one was about, was the fucking statesman. Like, yeah, but know? in that one, they set up that they did have that connection and then they didn't know about each other anymore. So that, that has to happen at some point in time, right? Yeah. I don't think yeah. I could watch another one of those. I don't, I don't think it has to happen. I don't think it has to happen at all. Don't make I, it happen. I'm I not interested this, in watching yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think Yeah, I could this watch movie was not good enough to get another one. No. no. Not nearly enough um, Ralph and interest. Uh, very popular singers from the 70s and 60s getting very angry about. Bring back Elton John in this film. Fucking Rob. This reminded me so much of your Benny and the Jet. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Yeah, I said to Doody when we watched this that I was going to give this movie a five, but I'm I'm even lowering it. I'm going to join you in four territory. It's bad. It's a bad film, right? It's, it's it was bad. bad. It's very bad. It was not. It was not even mediocre. It was bad. I'm, you know, I'm... and it only gets a four because you know some of the CGI and fight scenes looked okay. Fight sequence is great. The, the Rasputin fight sequence great. The uh, the the knife fight sequence in you know in No Man's Land great. Um, even the like the end fight sequence when they're fighting with swords and all sorts of shit. 
still quite a lot of fun. Like they 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 are really good. He can shoot a very good action sequence. It just needs to just needs a movie around. around. Yeah, it needs to <laughs> put that into something. Get a better director to come in and direct yeah. the rest of the movie, and have Matthew Vaughn do the action sequences. Like that's that's all you need. Pretty really. much, yeah. Pretty much. Well, all right, Judy, come on. I think I'm give seen, it to us. I think, I think I'm seeing on like a two and a half. Like that's it's not good. Yeah. Like, would I watch not, it again? But- no. If, if I come over to someone's house and they're watching it, I'm like, change it. Put something <laughs> else on. It's not good. You're wasting your time. Yeah. You're actively wasting Wow, what a house guest. This is why Duty <laughs> never gets invited anywhere. This is why I don't go anywhere. This, as soon as he walks into someone else's home, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah house here. I think you've moved in quite well. Get that shit off the television now. <laughs> <laughs> you're bad and you're bad for watching yeah <laughs> you should feel bad for your selection of movie yeah. yes. i award you no points <laughs> <Just> leaves <laughs> and may god have mercy on ralph and Innies. just vomits like rasputin and leaves <laughs> that was good lord that sequence, that sequence oh. is amazing like he just finished tonguing the vagina and then just started like grilling him and all of a sudden, I'm, sure, I'm sure like, if anyone the exorcist. I'm sure if anyone yeah. tongued Ralph Fennini's knee, they'd probably throw <laughs> up. Like <laughs> Yeah. To be fair. To I be fair. Yeah. <laughs> and he and, and Ralph Fennini, he's just getting off on him. Just just a little uh, I hear you the new M. I really liked you without a noise. It was the noises that went it was there was a lot of mouth noises. So and looking up listeners will enjoy the Looking up like are you enjoying this? Fucked. It was, I must say, one of the hardest things I've wanked to. It was not. (laughs) (laughs) All the while, managed. All the while, they're on the other side of the door listening in, going, What's going on? It's like, sounds like your father. What is he doing to my dad? (laughs) Sounds like your father's getting (laughs) tongue fucked. Maybe we should go in. No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait till it sounds yeah, like yeah. he's floundering in like, water. I need to hear him finish first. And he absolutely made a finish face and sound. It was fucked. <laughs> At one point during that leg, leg licking, he was like, did. he 100% fucking came. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 wait. That's why he made, Rasputin made him go jump in the river. <laughs> What's it yeah. like, watch you yourself off, bro. Oh, You're gross. <laughs> It's fuck, man. I was just looking at your leg. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know you get hard, all right? Sorry. I mean, I was just oh, to oh, man. That movie is just... Thank you, Fuzzy. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Shaken Hot Nerd, Ralph Paninis gets tongue fucked. <laughs> Rapel Paninis, yes. Rapel Paninis, yeah. Oh. But that's been this week's episode of Shaking On. <laughs> so you're giving it a 2.5 or whatever. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy it, man. Like, I, okay. the good thing about it was my viewing experience was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so See, makes a difference. It does make Ollie a difference. Was right. <laughs> uh, and um, it had Ralph Fanini's, and I like him as an actor. Can't say I'll ever look at him the same way again. Um, now that I know <laughs> what his O face looks like. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I don't want I to. I can never take him seriously as M again. Oh, he's been hmm in a couple of times in this film. Why do they call you M? <laughs> just touch my tit. Just touch my knee. <laughs> just touch my tit. <laughs> yeah, probably that shit. I mean, that gets most of us going, alright? Why do they call yeah. him M? He's a hummer. Oh, this 
so bad. <laughs> Anyways, that's been this week's episode of Shaken Not Nerd. Fuzzy, do you have anything to add? I think we'll be back this week on Nerd uh, as we have a new game to talk about. Um, oh, yes, we do. I don't think we can talk about what it is yet. Nerd, you mean? Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's yep, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> that, yeah, sorry. I couldn't, un- I couldn't think correctly. Someone was tonguing my knee. Um, <laughs> it was well above the knee. It was. It yeah. was, was mid thigh at was, least. Yeah. It was in a mid thigh. It was, it was public. Higher. It was public school skirt height. It was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'll leave that at that. <laughs> uh, but tell me I'm wrong, children. Tell me tell I'm me wrong. wrong. Don't bring the children into this. <laughs> How's that public school skirt? I'm bringing the children in. (laughs) That's why we get him back, because he brings the children in. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he's the one who's wrong. (laughs) 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 But uh, that's that's it for this week's episode. We, of course, will be back next week. As you can see on stream, we are brought to you by Incognito Comics. If you want to read some fantastic books, and I think Kingsman is based on a comic book series, so I think it's called The Secret Service. Um, you can you can read that. It's by Mark Millar, who has done some good things and some not so good things. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's the king's the king's man is what this movie is called, uh, as well as the book of Boba Fett. We talked about Boba Fett. Um, what Boba Fett. One was not. <laughs> one was very bad. Um, that's it. Fuzzy, anything to add before we wrap up? No, let's wrap it. Ian, anything? Uh, play with each other and. Touch me on my upper thigh. That's it. That's all I had yeah. to say. That's all I wanted to add. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. If, if if you have any knee problems, just Mongolian throat singing and uh, licking an upper thigh, and then a nice cold ice bath will will heal that right out. <laughs> there we go. Chef's kiss. Bye. <laughs>